with is fascinating in a very different way than the previous two chuvas. And what's fascinating about it is this. The maskona of Rav Moshe about music is extremely restrictive. It's very remarkable that many of us, we follow Rav Moshe straight through just about everything. When it comes to music, the world uh, is going in a different direction, as we shall soon see. But what's remarkable about the tshuva here is that Rav Moshe comes to these incredibly restrictive conclusions without discussing the dynamics, lemaisa, of how the world will respond to it, how we function within it. It's extremely technical. He goes through the Sugyas and Gitten, the Sugyas Masech Saita, the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch together, the Rambam and the Tshuva, which we will discuss. I'll read to you at least my translation of the Tshuva. And uh, I, I think that it's, it's really remarkable that Moshe had a heart as big as the Yam. But when it came to Apsak, he follows the Makairis, which he uses, he analyzes, he, uh, whichever way they go, that's as far. That's where he's going. Bein lekula, bein lechumra, and uh, you might say that external hergation. That's what I, that's the right word. Hergation do not play a role here. So if you read that shuva, which by the way, you should look at. It's in Chelek Aleph Arachayim Simen Kuf Samach Vav, 166. Kuf Samach Vav. You'll discover that if you don't know the Sugyas, or at least a feeling for the Sugyas, and for the Lashayness of the Rambam, you probably won't even know what he's talking about. It is so dense and so technical. But the Maskana, it's actually earth-shattering because it kind of plucks the whole Indian of music out of our lives. So where do we begin? So let's begin, first of all, with the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch in Simen Tov Kuf Samach, which is at the end of Hilchas Tisha B'Av, the Shulchan Aruch tells us various inyonim and takonis which were made subsequent to the Choban of the Beis HaMikdash. Sif Aleph begins speaking about not building a house and finishing it the way one would normally do. He has to leave something unfinished, ama al ama, keneged ha-pesach, without sid, without the finishing touches. You know, you have a wire mesh, and then you put on the cement or the stucco, and then you put on the surface covering. You have to make it clear that you're not completing the building. Very, very remarkable thing. What if he buys a house? It's already all finished. You're not of a person who buys a finished house or moves into a finished house to undo anything. But if you're building from scratch and you're in control, you have to leave Amal in a visible place. That's the if Aleph. And the reason, of course, is it's a gather vimloy ales you shall ayim al rosh simchosi. It's an exciting thing to have a house, but no one is guaranteed a house 
in Golis. In Eretz Yisrael or in Chutz Laaretz. Doesn't matter. Then he writes, in Siv Beis, says the Machaber, the Chen Yiskinu, person sets a table, makes a suda for Orchim, he leaves one place empty. Woman wears Tachshitim, she should leave one Tachshit out. When a Chosen marries a wife, takes Efer Makle, takes ashes, if the, the first two we don't even see nowadays, whatever the reason is, we don't have time to go into, but Chosen, yes. They put the ashes on the forehead of the Chosen. The Noisim B'Roshay B'Mokoyim Hanochas Tfilin. It's very interesting. I saw just the other day, there was a Chasana and the father of the uh, of, of the Chosen was the Masada Kedushin also. So he puts the ashes uh, very, very, uh, you know, properly, but on 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 his forehead, right? <laughs> but they didn't put it on top of his head, which is where the Makamanochas fillin is. So, but in any case, his kavana was ritzuya. But here it says that you put it and of course the minig is to say. That those who are Avelitzion, one day they'll have an opportunity to rejoice, and the Pe'er will come back instead of the Eifer. And the Ramah adds, Yesh Mekomos Shanagul Shaber Kois Bishas Chupa, right? Olasum Mapa Shchoira, or is it Vara Velus Barosha Chosam? I've never seen anyone put a Dvara Velus in the Rosha Chosam. Many Svardim and Yekas, they put a talis over the Chosam and Kala, that has nothing to do with this, but we do break a kais. Some say that we break a kais because of the Avelis of the Chorban, in fact, is the minute to say that all of these things so the, the Pasuk, of course, of Alna Rizbogel, Tehillim Kuflam Etzayim Pasuk Vav, we are missing, we're missing a lot. And no matter how great our simcha is, we will never forget that we're missing. Because there never can be a complete simcha without. So is Tosis Vesogel Akar. Without him, Alis Rishalayim, Aloy Simchas. So the meaning is Lishaber Sakos. There's another reason to be Shaber Sakos. It shouldn't become frivolous to realize that a person, Vailon the Misna, we don't live forever. But this is also a main reason. And that's why the meaning has become. That right before the coast is broken, we sing, or the singer, the the, the chasen sings, there's an Indian that the chasen himself should say it, and in fact, by the Svardim, they do, and then they break the kais. In fact, the Chamuvadi Yosef writes one of his truths that you shouldn't say mazel tov so quickly after you break the kais, because it seems like you're excited with the fact that we're in Golas, and that the Churban is still prevailing. So you should pause for a moment, and then you should be Misamech the Chazan Kala with a Mazel Tov. So this is Sif Aleph and Sif Beis of Simen Tov Kuf Samach. Now comes to our Simen. Sif Gimel V'chein Gozru. This is a Gezeira of the Chachomim. Metakonas Chachomim. Shalol l'nagein b'kleishir v'chol minei zemel v'chol mashmiei kol shalshir l'sameach b'hem. The Mechaber seems to be extremely, extremely all-encompassing. 
גזו שלא לנגן בכלי שיר וכל מיני זמר וכל משמיע קול של שיר ושמח להם. No musical instruments. And I'll skip the Ramah for a moment. ועשו לשומם מפני החורבן. You're not allowed to listen to them. You can't play them, nor can you listen to them. מפני החורבן. Would be mashma that even if Goyim were playing the music, he still wouldn't be able to listen to them. Then he writes, So what he's saying here is that the Chlau, you can't listen to musical instruments. That was the Takonas Chachomim after the Churban. But when they are singing without musical accompaniment, without musical instruments, you can sing, but not Al Hayayin, not together with drinking. Shenema, he quotes the Pesach in Shayoh Chavdalid, Tes, Beshir, Lo, Yishtu, Yayin, Yema Sheikha Lishroisa. Kvonoagu Kol Yisrael continues the Machaber. Kvonoagu Kol Yisrael Loima, Divrei Tishbochois, Oishir Shalhoidois, Bezichroin Chazdea Kodeshbochu, Al Hayayin. So the Mechaber has three statements in this Se'if Gimel of Simen Tov Kuf Samach. Statement number one is a total exclusion of kol minei zemer mashmiei kol shir, all instruments. And he never gets back to it to have any heteri. The second point he says that when it's alayayin, there's part A and part B. Part A says singing alayayin is forbidden. Part B lightens the burden a little bit. He says, Nohaku call Yisrael to sing Divrei Shirois Vesishbochos Tarkodeshbochu Al Hayayin. It doesn't say what the context is, but Shirois Vesishbochos Tarkodeshbochu Al Hayayin, the Derekla would be at a Simcha Shal Mitzvah. When, when else would it be? Could be on Shabbos, on Yontif. Shirois Vesishbochos Vesichroin Chazdei Hashem Bochu Al Hayayin. The Ramah has two Ha'oras here. Ha'ora number one, when the Mechaber says, you're not supposed to play musical instruments, nor should you listen to them, the Ramah qualifies. He says, V'yesh Aimlin, there are those who say, Davka mi sharogil bahem. What's mi sharogil bahem? So the Gemara describes the Reish Galusa was a very hush of a person, very dignified. He had a, not stam, he didn't get up stam in the morning and go to sleep at night. He went to sleep to musical accompaniment. He woke up to musical accompaniment. Sherogel Bahem, Kagon HaMelochim, kings, Sha'omdim Vishochvim Bichlei Shir. It doesn't mean they stand and they sleep in the glacier. They sleep in their pajamas, but they to the to the accompaniment of glacier. Oh, the base hamishta, or at a party. Well, what's lafuke mai? In other words, what what did they leave out? What is permitted according to the Ramah? So the Mishnah Bura says, Oh, the base hamishta. Very interesting. And then he says, 
He says, just a moment. In Beis HaMishter, the Mishnah Bura is mashma that Beis HaMishter, that you can't play musical instruments. That's a foregone conclusion. You can't even sing in the Beis HaMishter. That's what he writes. Afilu also. If it is a Beis HaMishter. What does Beis HaMishter mean? Beis HaMishter means with yayin. I mean, that's, that's what Beis HaMishter is, with drinking. Is it dafka yayin? Can it also be schnapps? That's a different story. It's not for now. Of a place where they're drinking yayin, there is an isur, even Bepehi says, l'kulei alma. And then he writes the following words, the Mishnah Bura. He says, go to, I'll give you an example. A person goes to a restaurant and he's eating his meal and people are playing musical instruments. You're not allowed to go according to the Mishnah. It's a shocking thing. And he writes, the Zevada Isagomer, he quotes it in the name of the Prima God. So the Mishnah Brewer is telling us that the Kli Osur Shalo Alayayin, according to the Machaber, at any time. However, according to the Ramah, it's only Rogil Bohem. Now today, like many other things, everybody is very, very choshev uh, and very, very uh, substantial. And we're very used to uh, music. Now, the only thing is this. They don't have the distinction because it did not exist in their time of an alternative to live music. Music that comes from the radio, music that comes over the internet, music that you play in a music player, whether it's a USB or a CD or a tape or anything else. These are things that were not possible in the time of the Beis HaMikdash or in the time of the Machaber or the Ramah, or for that matter, the Mishnah Bura. Could be in the time of the Mishnah Bura, they already had record players of some sort, but that's about it. So there's a whole question. Is that also included according to all of these machmirim? But we're getting ahead of ourselves. The first thing we see here is that this is in Simon Tov Kup Samach. This Se'iv Gimel about music is in Simon Tov Kup Samach in Erechayim, which means it's specifically and explicitly associated with the Churban Beisam. After the Churban, we have no right to rejoice. What about Simchas Chos and the Kala? So there's one more Ramah. The Ramah on the comment that the Mechaba says that Divrei Shiris V'Sishbachos were permitted ala Yayin. The Ramah adds, V'chein L'Tzorich Mitzvah K'gon B'Beis Chos and the Kala Hakol shari. 
So he says, Hakol Shari, what does Hakol Shari include? Just Shear? Or does it mean Kli? Zakta Mishnabur, very explicitly. Otherwise, we, we, every one of our chasnas would be, uh, according to certain shitas, also. So he writes, Bein bepeh, bein bekli, v'alayayin is mutter for uh, tzarech mitzvah, kagon bebeis chasen bekabba. Rav Moshe, towards the end of his tshuva, says, since it says, kagon bebeis chasen bekabba, in the Ramah, it's not just based chasen bekabba, because otherwise he would have said, v'chein bebeis chasen bekabba. He writes, v'tzarech mitzvah kagon, like based chasen bekabba, so there must be other examples. So he says it includes all simchas. He asks, what about a dinner for the yeshiva? A tzedakah fundraiser, dinner. Are you allowed to have music? You know, he says, might be included, maybe yes, maybe no. I'll read you his lashon. It comes towards the very end of the tshuva. It says, let me read it to you. It's just an example. Whatever is considered a bar mitzvah. Now he writes, banquets. You know that the Rav Moshe was very used to writing English words the way he pronounced them and write them in Yiddish, Oisius, Habankets. She'oisin l'tzayuch tzdaka, misupakani, he's in doubt. He's not sure. Imhu b'chlal heter dvar mitzvah. Why? What's his suffix? Me'acha shasu'uda v'asimcha eino mitzvah be'etzem. It's not, it's not a mitzvah. Like, like, like Shalashudas is a mitzvah. I have to tell you an interesting thing. We weren't able to make the shul dinner this year because of the corona. Nobody was able to make their shul dinners. So what did we do? We sent out an appeal. And you should know an interesting thing. We made a very substantial amount of money without the dinner. All right, everyone understood that we're in a matzav. But Afal P.K. Rabbi said, it corroborates his point. Why do we make the, the whole trarara of a dinner? So you could have a journal. Why do we make a journal? So you could have donations. In the end, it's all about donations. It's all about money coming into the shul or to the yeshiva or whatever moisit it is. So they make a dinner. And at the dinner, they, they serve you a fine meal again, because that brings people together. And gedolu legimo, there's a mashka on the table. And of course, there's music. So Rav Moshe says, oh, but that music is not integral to the mitzvah. It's just there to create an environment so that people should give the money. The giving of the money is the mitzvah. Yeah, he says, Abu Efsha. Maybe I'm wrong. Efsha yesh lahakshiv bar mitzvah. Maybe the whole dinner isn't bar mitzvah. Why? Interesting. Not because it's a hechetimtza to get money. He says, because the dinner itself is Mechabed people. They always have guests of honor. Very interesting. His, his whole perspective is Ashkopa here. So what's his maskana? What's his maskana? 
So which way do you think it would go? Does he condone it? Does he answer it? Does he make with his nose? What, what, what? Is he enthusiastic with the heter? What would he say? So he writes as follows. If you can manage without the music, you're better. Better off. But you shouldn't criticize or make a protest against those who have music. He's not sure how a dinner is evaluated. And he's likely to say that it's better not to do it. Not to have the music. This is the, the, the end of the, of the tshuva. Except for one more point. The last words of the Moshe's tshuva before his signature, he speaks al yedei haradio. Oh, now we have a radio. So Rav Moshe says, so what about music by radio? So he says an interesting thing, and here it's a very interesting hakira. What does Rav Moshe say? He says, al yedei haradio yisimra bepeh, singing, pure singing, is mutar. If, however, you're listening on the radio, and for that matter, it doesn't have to be just the radio, it could be any of the instruments that I mentioned to you before. And then he says, he says, I know there are people who give heterim, but in the days of the sphira, it's better to avoid it completely. Even those who are mati. But Rav Moshe says all year long you can't even listen to instrumental music on the radio. By the way, this chiluk, it's good to know bichlau, between listening on the radio and listening to instrumental music on the radio where, where people are playing instruments or listening just to singing without any background of music at all. He says you're allowed to listen to it if it's on the radio, only voice, only chazonos, only singing, but you can't have a musical accompaniment. You can't listen to instrumental music on the radio. That has a big nafkamina, this issue. What is a radio? Is a radio merely putting you in the same room with the players? So you can listen to the voice, but you can't listen to the instruments. Or is a radio an instrument? It's just another instrument. Who cares whether it's reproducing a human voice? But it itself is an instrument. Lamay nafkamina. Nafkamina is poshat. Can you listen to all of these tapes? All of these, they're called a cappella. A cappella is like a gesundheitlein kepala. A cappella. The a cappella is voice only. Now they have now two very sophisticated singers. Yeah, Chesidish Yidin with Langepeus. The very sophisticated singers and they're tremendous at harmony. You know? And they make themselves as a barbershop quartet or five or six or ten people. And they actually almost imitate instruments. And when you close your eyes, you could think that even music is playing in the background. But it's not. It's only a bunch of singers. So if they're with you in the same room, nope. But now you're listening to them on a CD, on a tape, over the internet, 
which means on speakers. You listen to them on the radio. What is that? Is that called singing? That's Rabbi Moshe's Shita. Because all these things do is reproduce as if you were in the room together with these people. But others hold that no, you're not in the room with them. And the very fact that there's a machine that's producing the sound for you, regardless of what sounds like, is already called an instrument. The days of Sphira. You can listen to people singing, and there's a whole industry of a cappella singers. And for the same reason, all the programs that broadcast music, they broadcast singing only, but they broadcast it. So maybe broadcasting is considered an instrument and instruments that Taka don't listen to. So there's an interesting hakir, and it's also machlokas of contemporary poiske. But meanwhile, let's go back to the basic issue. So I'm going to read to you. I'm going to read to you the opinion of the Meiri. The Meiri is very interesting because the Meiri does not talk about the Churban at all. The Meiri posture towards this whole topic is not Churban oriented the way we have in the Shulchan Aruch, as I told you, it's in Simon Tov Kov Samach. Not at all. And this is what he does. He says, Consistently, he says it in, in, in a whole bunch of shtiklach. All forms of music which are not for the sake of mitzvah or with the intent of praising Hashem, but are instead expressive of joyous partying and irreverent feasting with food and drink are forbidden. They're forbidden because you're a yid. Kedoshim It is forbidden to listen to such music or engage in it. And this applies both to instrumental as well as vocal music. Very, very fascinating. On the other hand, and by the way, it's all the more forbidden, says the Miri, if women are present at such affairs, but then the assembled can be reduced to sinning outright. Very conducive music. On the other hand, songs of praise such as the Piyutim and Mizmairim are permitted even at parties because on the contrary, it elevates it. It is also permitted to play various forms of music at weddings to make the bride and groom merry as long as such music will not lead to debauchery and vulgarity. And each instance must be judged but a person's Seicho with his honesty and not trying to delude or to fool himself. The judge can determine matters only according to what his eyes see. And according to the circumstances of each time and place. So the Meiri here did not mention anything about the Churban, because he thinks that the prohibition is not because of the Churban, but rather because of a fear of vulgar and lewd expression. That's the that's the Nakuda. Now the Rambam wrote a very, very intriguing chuva. And when I wrote a 
an essay called Music in Halachic Perspective, Music in the Perspective of Halacha, which was published by the Journal of Jewish Music and Liturgy from our yeshiva. So I wrote it in three parts. And in part two, it appeared in three consecutive issues, volume uh, 9, 10, and 11. I translated the Judeo-Arabic tshuva of the Rambam as follows. It is known that music and tunes in and of themselves are forbidden, even if words are not uttered with them at all. For the rabbis say in Sota, it's daf mem ches amad aleph, the ear that hears music should be torn out. It has already been explained in the Gemara, gitten daf zayin amad aleph, there is no difference whether it is hearing vocal music that is, songs that have words, or playing upon strings, that is, any instrumental music, or humming tunes, a vocal, the voice only, without words. It makes no difference. Voice with or without words, instrumental music, it's all the same. Whatever brings a person to gaiety of the spirit and its stimulation is forbidden, as they have said. And they base their words upon the prohibition of the Navi Hoshea, who in Perik Tes Posuk Aleph says, Al Yismach Yisrael El Gil Ko'amin. Do not be gay, O Israel, in the manner of the joy of the nations. And then he writes, Why? Why should the Yid be different? So he writes, The reason for this is very clear. For the power of this desire must be overcome and contained and reigned in. And not the opposite, that he should engage it and quicken the dead, that is arouse the dormant instincts with him, with inside of him. We cannot consider the exception to the rule, the rare individual who, when listening to music, is brought to a more profound spirit and a quickened perception and obedience in divine matters. Of course, there are Yechidim like that. But most of the people, the music and the singing is going to lead them to all kinds of negative things. And he says, the Torah's laws were written for the majority and for the typical circumstance. And the rabbis relate to the likely situation. So even if there are Yotzim and Aklau, the Gzaira remains. The prophets already explained this to us and declared their objection to those people who used musical instruments for their listening pleasure. And quotes a Pasuk in Amais and a Medrash in Vayikra Rabba. He writes that there is no difference, as he explained in his Pirish and Pirkeobas, between expressions in Hebrew or in Arabic. For speech is not forbidden or permissible, save according to the subject matter. And in truth, it is forbidden to listen to foolishness, inappropriate speech, even if it's not in the form of songs. And if lewd songs, songs that have suggestive material are accompanied by musical instruments, there would be three violations, he says. Violation number one, the prohibition to listen to foolishness and lewd or obscene language. That's the Easter of Nivelpet. Prohibition number two, the prohibition against listening to songs, that is vocal music. And prohibition number three, the prohibition to listen to musical instruments. 
And if he does this in a place where there's drinking, he may even be violating a fourth prohibition, which is Bishir lo yishtu yayu. And he quotes another passage in Yeshayahu Perek A. And if the singer happens to be a woman, there's a fifth prohibition, says the Rambam, right? Because Kol Isha Erva. The voice of a woman is Erva. She can arouse a man, and most certainly when she is singing. That's a Gemara Brachas, Dav Chav Dalit The truth has been made patently clear. That is, that our purpose is to be a holy nation, to be an Am Kodesh, and have no action or expression unless it is of perfection, or which leads to such perfection. We must not arouse those forces within us which prevent us from all good, nor can we abandon ourselves in debauchery and amusement. No debauchery, no amusement. So a person is an Am Kodesh, is a massive responsibility, essentially to avoid basically all manners of entertainment. And then he writes, we spoke already about this in Moran Nebuchim in the last section, Perikhas, with words that are evident to those with lofty character. And when the Gaonim permitted singing, they permitted only songs and praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Heaven forbid, he says, that they should have had in mind secular songs. This cannot be heard in Israel neither from a Gon nor from a lesser person. The Rambam was so strong about this. You know, this Shaila came to him from the Jews in Syria at the time. They asked him the Shaila about music. And listen to what he says to them in the end of the tshuva. I am amazed that you state when you pose your question that the singing is in the company of righteous individuals. To me, righteous individuals are not found in places where intoxicating beverages are drunk. Concerning this, we also explained sufficiently in the Mara Nebuchim. Certainly, if in addition to drinking of the wine there is listening to musical instruments, no righteous Jew would be found there. And that's the end of the tshuva. He writes, Shalom. The Kasat Moshe, this Moshe has written. Amazing. So the Rambam is really quite, quite strong about this. So we now come to the opinion of Reb Moshe. So we already have a sense of it. But let me read to you what I wrote at that time about Rav Moshe's opinion. Rav Moshe Feinstein in Igris Moshe, Arachayim, Kuf Samach Vav, concludes that a sensitive person, a Baal Nefesh, it means somebody that's a shtickle interested in following the Dvar Hashem and the Ratzin Chachamim, should take the Rambam's tshuva into account and avoid all singing, which happens also to be the opinion of the Bach. How, which means, in other words, that the Rambam says, all manners of secular in the world of music and entertainment is out of the pale of an Am Kodesh. 
Very extreme. Very extreme. He says, and this Abal Nefesh should follow that Shita. However, he adds, the Halacha follows the Rambam's approach in the Yadah which And Rabbi Moshe holds that that dovetails with the opinion of Tosfos. Namely, all instrumental music is forbidden. Singing is permitted unless it is over wine and with great regularity and frequency. He does not accept the position regarding instrumental music offered by the Ramah because he does not come to the same conclusions about Tosfus as the Ramah. According to Rabbi Moshe, the Tosfus coincides with the Rambam. Yeah. Now, Rabbi Vadya Yosef, for example, in Yechavadas, Chelek Aleph, Simon Memhei, cites as a rule of thumb in halachic decisions in general. If the Rambam says something in, the, in his Yada Chazoka, in his Mishnah Torah, which is Sefer Aloch, and he says something else in a Psak, it's also a Psak, in a Tshuva. So here's very interesting. On the one hand, the Halacha is Halacha, so you should follow the Yad HaChazaka. On the other hand, think about it for a minute. He already wrote the Yad HaChazaka. And people are asking him questions. And he's answering them very specifically, very directly. This is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. This is what you may do. This is what you may not do. So I would have said you followed the truva. What does the Chamavadya say? He says when there is a contradiction between the Psak Halacha in the Yad and the Psak Halacha in the Tshuva, you follow the Yad HaChazok. Rabbi Yom Silber. points out that the Mishnah Bura, who is very machmir, as we saw before, nevertheless says in Bira Locha that people don't seem to follow the Bach in their daily lives. The Bach meaning everything is excluded. Is then the opinion of the Bach to be followed in practice, or can we be more lenient? So Rabbi Yaman Zilber, in his Shuba Sefer Oznid Baruch, he says, from the fact that these authorities seem to complain about current practice, it appears that they, they, they demand a change from the current practice to a more stringent position. On the other hand, Silver adds that people who are melancholy, I was thinking this whole COVID passion I mean, there's so many people downloading or stop listening or watching uh, all the different Jewish from singers. And I imagine it gives them some measure of, of chizuk, of, of boys them up. It, it, it makes them feel a, a little bit less depressed and less despondent and and less uh, afraid, and less anxious. So somebody once asked, I don't know which godel it was, but someone who was very big, 
They once asked them, how come when all of these mahalchim, and take a look at Reb Moshe, we follow Reb Moshe, the point that I made right at the very beginning, we follow Reb Moshe to everything. And we don't carry in flappers. You know why we don't carry in flappers? Because we follow the psak of Reb Moshe. Moshe says, no air from Brooklyn, no air from Brooklyn. And that, that, and many, many other things. We follow Reb Moshe's psak. Reb Moshe was Rabban Shokal Yisrael, certainly here in America. If that's the case, why don't we follow Reb Moshe in this too? And again, what would it mean to follow Reb Moshe? You can't even listen to the radio if it's musical instruments. Voice you can listen to, but musical instruments you can't listen to. Just about everything has accompaniment of musical instruments. So they asked this Adam Gadol, why don't people follow Reb Moshe in this Indian as well? Of course, you'll still have the Simchas Chas and the Kawa. In fact, the Trumas Hadeshen has a very fascinating Truma. He says that in a certain town, a Chasna was scheduled. And then the Goy, who was the master of that whole town, he owned the town. His wife died. And he declared a period of mourning, of Avelus, on the entire community. No music. Out of respect for his Avelus, for the loss of his wife. Now the question was this. Should they have the chasna without music in town? Or do they have to travel to another town where there's no such problem and have the chasna with music? And you know that he passed you have to go to the other town. Chasna has to be with music. So of course, there's no shayla that Reb Moshe, music for a chasna. Music for a chasna is a different problem. I have a lot of problems with music at a chasna. First problem and foremost is it's too loud. Now, of course, it can damage your eardrums. That alone is enough of a reason. But that's not the Ica reason. The Ica reason is when it's very loud, it's less amkodesh. It really is. It's less amkodesh. And then, of course, the whole boom, ba, and the trararam, and people dancing, all kinds of funny kinds of dances. Let me tell you something. In the Beis HaMikdosh, they had the Simchas Beis HaShoeva and the Rambam at the end of Hilchas Lulov. It talks about the Simchas Beis HaShoeva. And you all know what he says. Who was playing the musical instruments? Who was singing? The Gedolim. The tzaddikim, the talmidei chachomim, the rosh yeshivas, the anshei ma'ase, the chasidim—they were the ones. So, yes, what about everybody else? They just came to listen and to watch. Liroy svelishmaya. You know what they were coming to listen and to watch? How does a tzaddik play a musical instrument? How does a tzaddik juggle torches? That's what he came to see. It's an avoida. The music has to be an avoida. Otherwise. See, music transports you. Music itself is extremely neutral. Extremely neutral. I remember once a person was listening to a certain nigan and he said, I'm so inspired by this. So I told him, wait a minute. And of course, unbeknownst to him, I took out a piece by Bach and I played it for him. He said, oh, that's so beautiful. I'm so inspired. I'm so inspired. I said, yeah, you're inspired by a girl who wrote a piece of church music. That's what you're inspired by. Of course you're inspired because the nature of the brain is that certain tunes and certain songs and certain combinations of notes have a tremendous impact on a part of person and in all directions. 
He can be melancholy from music. He can be sad from music. He can be crying because of music. Yeah, music can bring a person to tears. Or he could be excited and lebedic and freilich and, and enthusiastic. Everything is possible. And the drum, the beat of the drum, the beat of the drum makes a person right away want to dance. It doesn't have anything to do with the Kedusha of a chasnah. And I suspect that many of the kids who are dancing, Sai on the boy's side, Sai on the girl's side, Kulam Ahuvim, Kulam Durim, they're all Tzadikim and Tzadkaniyas, no question about it. Every one of those kids is labeled tzaddik v'tzadikas. Compared to the world, are you kidding? Abel, Lamaisa, when they dance, they kind of forget. They forget. And if it wouldn't be this idea that it has to be behind the mechitza, who knows what could happen? Because the music kind of takes you and turns you. It turns you around. It turns you into something else temporarily. Once in a while, you'll have a person who's a really, really big tzaddik and his kavanas are 100% and he's dancing just for the chasn kala. Yes. But Badar Klau, they did have a good time. Which in and of itself, I find even hard to say, the kids deserve today to have a good time. They work so hard and they're so compressed, not just COVID, not just COVID-19. In general, the whole world is so full of shtus and hevel and schmutz and entertainment. And I feel that. But on the other hand, I see Rabbi Moshe's tshuva. He says, Baal Nefesh should be like the Bach, like the Ramba. Wow. So they asked this God. So why don't we do like Rabbi Moshe and the Ramba and the Ramba and the truth and pretty much the Me'iri and so on and so forth? You know what he answered? Such an interesting thing. He says, we can't handle it. So we try to find the most mekel shita. Not so pushed, what's the most mekel shita. But he says, we just can't go along with it. He says, the Yidin today, everybody's nervous. They're nervous from the anti-Semitism. They're nervous from the Palestinians. They're nervous because they're nervous. <laughs> The world is nervous. It's too much happening. There's too much going on. There's too much exposure to everything. There's too much movement. Everything is a sound bite. There's no digestion. There's nothing that allows a person to breathe. There's such a matzah. Everybody is frenzied. And I suspect that music has a lot to do with calming shalom bias. Music has a lot to do with keeping kids on the derech instead of off the derech. It's basically a hoirah shah in a way, that Klai Yisrael has intimated, they have understood that to go in that direction to the extreme, whether it's because of the Churban Beis Hamikdash, or whether it's because of the Me'iri's ideas, that it's simply not, a, and, and, and the Rambam and the Tshuva is quite clear, it's not appropriate for an Am Kaddish. Am Kaddish has to always be serious. Am Kaddish has to always be a Rangaton, a Torah Mitzvah. Yes, about you pull the string a little bit too tight. It's not going to be good. So the natural instinct of Klal Yisrael ended up with Rabbi Avram Fried and Rabbi Mordechai ben David and Ben Shweki and all of these people. Because the alternatives that exist out there are so completely and totally awesome. 
so completely and totally out of the pale that any Rav, any Tzadik, any Paisik could possibly condone. And that's why you have to have a little bit of Zelu Umazeh. So it's the nerven and it's also the need to simply ease up a little bit. Ease up a little bit. But it's important to realize that Rav Moshe, he followed what he saw in the Paiskin. He sees what it says in the Makairis. He has no problem disagreeing with somebody if he feels he's compelled to. And he comes to his maskonis, And that's it. So he ends up, Simchas Shal Mitzvah, yeah, what about a banquetus? Ah, oh, so this, it's not like this, it's not like that. Maybe it is a Dvar Mitzvah, maybe it's not a Dvar Mitzvah. Maybe it is a Dvar Mitzvah because you're honoring nice night snaka. Maybe it's not a Dvar Mitzvah because the whole purpose of the music and the dinner itself is just to get the people together to have a big oilam so that they should see each other and give because of one another and be more enthusiastic about the Moisid, whatever it is. Yes! So then it's only incidental. And incidental is not a Dvar Mitzvah. Then maybe you shouldn't have it. So what is the Paskin? Bal Nefesh. Try to stay away from it. Make your dinner without the music, says Rav Moshe. But you see people that do it, shouldn't be Moshe Adam. Why? Not because it's, it's Mutar, but because here it's Mutar, because it could be a Dvar Mitzvah. So you see the Chumrah of Rav Moshe in this. And, and, and it, it's based it's Kedai to look at the Tshuva. I mentioned that the Tshuva is in Arachayim Chelakalav Simon Kuf Samachlov already a couple of times. This 166, Tshuva number 166 in Chelakalav take a look at it. You'll notice how, how right I am that the technical aspect is taking up the brunt of the Tshuva. So I, try, I wanted to show that sometimes Rav Moshe talks Hashkafa. He does. You see that, and you'll see again in the future. But there are times that Rav Moshe is asked to Shaila, goes to the Makairis, come on, get the come on, say the the Psukim, the 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 Poiskim, the the Rambam, the Rambam and the Chuba, the Rambam and the Yad Chazaka, and and the, the Mechaber and the Rama and 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 so and the Bach and so on and so forth. And he has all of this at his fingertips, of course. But comes to a Maskama. He doesn't even talk about. The nervin bismanazeh, or what's going on bismanazeh. Very fascinating. Just talks about the banquets. My Bezus Hashem is Baruch. We will continue. Bezus Hashem in the Bezus Hashem Yom Chamishi B'Shabbos Habo'aleinu Netayva with another topic in the uh, array of issues in life and in Ashkafa that Rav Moshe dealt with. But I thought that this is a, a compelling uh, tshuva to take a look at. Shkarech, shkarech.